Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Marquise Lee has gone 100 yards for the Jaguars. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning and welcome to Jaguars Drive Time Tuesday morning live here in Baltimore back in our dungeon. But we are in Baltimore, we promise. Presented by Duval Mortar Company today. Recapping day one of joint practice with the Ravens. And guys, uh, we have stuff to talk about, but it wasn't as eventful, I think, as everyone assumes a joint practice would be. Well, people want, because there's another team there, when you're reading our stuff, when you're listening to it, they want all these exciting matchups and they want to see who won. Uh, sometimes practice is practice, and sometimes uh, football practice, as any fan who's been out to the training camp practice will, will know, is not that uh, thrilling. I didn't think yesterday was thrilling. Brian, you and I talked a little bit. Um, I think a lot of it was the Jaguars had traveled late the night before. Yep. There was some of uh, that for sure. You didn't feel like it was particularly energized. Um, you know, the good news is even within that, uh, you can still see the offense making strides. You can still see that this is a team that – is I think better than last year. You can see where it's strong, but it wasn't one that you really break down. Well, and here's something else to take in mind, and and I, I'm going to get the whole get off my lawn thing here. Mm-hmm. I know, here we but go. the reality of it is, is that last week was the dog week of training camp. It was that long first full week. Yeah, they practiced three times. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was brutal. Both teams. You know, you got a lot of veteran yeah. players on both teams, and the the leaders of the two teams got together before they went out and agreed to keep things in check not get tempers flared or have any fighting. And they're really, I only saw one guy push and shove on either side. Um, so, I mean, it was a muted practice. And, you know, you get to this time of training camp, veterans don't want to exert any energy fighting and getting too chippy. I did hear uh, Wink Martindale, and yes, that's his real name, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Ravens, remarking to a reporter as he walked off the field, wait till tomorrow. Things will get more interesting tomorrow. I think, you know, both teams now, they'll come out after watching the tape, mm-hmm. and they'll want to perform better for the tape. Um, so I expect today might might be more fire. I'm sure each coach will challenge them a little bit. I mean, right. yeah. I think Doug probably looked at it and, you know, probably saw the same thing everybody did and said, okay, let's let's give better effort. I don't expect knockdown, drag out, no. uh, dust flying, blood <laughs> everywhere. But No, but you might get two undrafted bit. rookies, one from yeah. each side, that, you know, are tired of, you know, languishing at the bottom of the depth chart and think, if I swing, and my fist connects with his helmet. Some coach may decide that I'm tough enough to play. Right. In other words, not use their head. Right. Or he might decide, uh, yeah, you're not ready for this. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't advise. But I was out to dinner with a few friends last night, and the first question is, were there any fights? Because that's what everyone assumes. What is this, hockey? Practice. Yeah, that's what people want to see. Yeah, and that was a thing. I mean, I can remember uh, training camp practices in the 90s that I covered where there was some of that. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't think, I think a lot of that is dictated by the coach. And everything that Doug has said publicly, which usually jives with what he says privately, is that he's really not big on that. It's it's a uh, in in professional football these days, most coaches don't want that because it's a waste of time. In two thousand eight, biggest fight in Jaguars camp: Mo Williams, John Henderson. John was full on crazy that night. Uh, everybody got in the mix, and at the end. Veteran player said to me, just a waste of energy. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing happens. The drama. Just, and, 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 and smart players know you only have so much energy to expend during a practice. Don't waste it on that crap. 
All right, let's get right into big things. Big thing one is day one. The defense a little shaky, but the offense performed well, especially in red zone. Leonard Fournette and the wide receivers playing well. Nick Foles recaps the day for the offense. Thought we, you know, both sides handled it really well. Um, but I thought offensively, you know, we were we were efficient. Um, obviously, there's different scenarios. Um, you know, working for second down, third down, um, red zone, and we worked a two-point play at the end. So we got to in a two-minute drive. So we were able to work a lot of different situations versus them, which was awesome. That brings us right into big thing two, which is Foles mania. It seems to be wherever this quarterback goes, you hear cheers, people wanting to get autographs from him. He's definitely a big deal even here in Baltimore. And he spoke about what it's like to finally have the chance to run his own team as a starting quarterback. I think whenever you get to you know run an offense that you really enjoy and you get to have a lot of say in, um, you know what quarterback wouldn't love that. But you know it's really just about the the people that you get to do it with and. You know, this team's really been bonding um, every single day. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. And anytime you can go away from your city um, on a trip and you're practicing, you're playing a preseason game, um, it just brings you closer together. And big thing three is better days. Where the offense shined, the defense had some trouble. The def defensive line played well against the Ravens offensive line. But secondary definitely could have played better. Jalen Ramsey for sure will be the one to tell you. Uh, better days for the defense today, we hope, guys. I would think it will be. I mean, I think what stood out to me more than anything was Leonard Fournette looks like he is going to be really involved in the passing game. But he had a great practice yesterday. So I think that sort of overshadowed whatever the defense didn't do. Um, again, I think some of it, it with the defense is you've got Boye down. Um, so other guys are playing Without a doubt. more. So that... That wears the legs a little bit. Even if they don't hit, even if it's not that kind of practice uh, like it used to be, the legs still wear down a little bit. So it's not surprising that the defensive backs are a little sluggish. Yeah, let, let's drill down, though, a little bit because the, the the back seven may not have played all that well. There were some injuries at the linebacking core, and the secondary didn't play very well. But the front four, especially in the one-on-one -on -one pass mm -hmm. rushing drills, really looked good. Calais is as you would expect. Now, he didn't get that many reps, but the few he did, it was clear that the Ravens offensive lineman who had to face him is like, good luck, bro. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, Marcel Darius, who Doug Marone has talked about since the offseason, had a very good one-on-one -on -one pass mm -hmm. rush drill. I mean, just showed you his best stuff. When he decides to play, he is he's so good. Uh, people at the end of this year are going to say, why are we letting him go? Um, and then the third guy was, well, two other guys. Um... Yannick Ngakwe looked fast, which, no surprise, he's mm -hmm. wicked fast, as mm -hmm. they say up in these parts. And uh, Josh Allen, I'm telling you, the kid is a prototypical pass rusher. 6'5", mm -hmm. 265, he's got a big, long frame, and he knows how to use it. He's got a couple of different pass rush moves. He's not like a lot of rookies who come in and they rely on one or two things. Right. He's got an arsenal. He's also got the physical skills, the lean, the body control, the explosion to be able to use them. He was so disruptive yesterday, especially in nine-on-seven pass. Um, I, I wish that that is something that we could televise to people because when they see this, they would realize the Jags got lucky and that he fell to seven. Mm -hmm. It was a turn of fate for them. Yeah, and I think the encouraging, the really encouraging thing with Josh Allen is when you watch him, you get the idea that he's not even exploding or playing as fast as he could. He's still a rookie. Uh, he's still coming a little off of the knee injury yep. um, or, or the knee bruise, 
which you get the idea that uh, maybe there's a little caution there. Maybe it's just, okay, I'm going to see how this goes. Uh, I don't get the idea that he's playing as explosively as he could. But what you do see is, as you said, Brian, a lot of rookies come in and people underestimate how much of pass rush and defensive line play is technique. The All guys the who don't have technique, it's rare for a guy without technique to ascend and be really, really good. Uh, Josh Allen looks like he already has some technique. He'll only get more. So, so far, I see no reason why this kid is not going to live up to top seven draft picks. Great receivers create separation at the line of scrimmage with their feet, mm-hmm. right? They use their hands and their arms, but it's their feet. Same thing. Great pass rushers win with their hands. Mm-hmm. Guys who are just average. Watch Dwan Smooth. Just average, right? Watch his hands. Just average. See a guy like Yannick. See a guy like Josh Allen. Watch his hands. Totally expert. Different. Expert hands. For sure. Going back to big thing one with the offense, one thing that was evident is that Leonard Fournette is definitely going to be involved in the passing mm-hmm. game, and he had a great day yesterday with the passing. Well, you know, I wrote this in the Ozone a few weeks back, and I had some fans sort of write in, I'll believe Leonard Fournette's going to be a factor in the passing game when I see it. Well, he was a factor the last two years. Not a huge factor, not Christian McCaffrey factor, but when you get him outside on a linebacker, uh, look out because he's got the physical matchup. He's got the speed, the size. What he doesn't have when he's on the interior, when he's running yet, is a lot of missability. Well, when you're on the outside, you don't need quite as much because you're one-on-one with the guy. So he has shown that already. He has been effective in that role. I thought yesterday he really showed where this is going. And uh, I think he's going to, I think he might wind up being as good a weapon for them there as he is in the backfield forget last year for just a second just looking at him is he not your best offensive weapon i mean you could make a case for dd westbrook but mm-hmm. when you look at the size the speed all the, the the things that he brings to the table he's a fourth overall pick for mm-hmm. goodness sakes the answer should be yes should be and so what john Filippo is is trying to do figure out a way to have that exactly right. you don't want to just pound 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 and if you go back to last season when he was effective and even his rookie year he was running downhill in the screen game. Mm-hmm. He is the two blockers out in front of him. He doesn't have missability, so if he's got an ability to choose one side or the other, he generally chose the right side in the screen game. Um, they're just going to show different wheel routes, I think, with him and different ways to get him open with misdirection. Now, here's the interesting part. You've got to have a D.D. Westbrook on the field at the same time. Oh, yeah. you got to have somebody that takes the safety and says, I'm yeah. worried about him. I'm not worried about the guy in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So they all have to work in concert. But... Uh, if Fournette is not a part of the passing game, then something is really wrong because he's not. If he's not the best offensive player you have outside of the quarterback, he's real close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick Foles mentioned in his press conference yesterday. Whatever they do, they want to get the ball to him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Passing, running, handoff, when whatever they it is. Drafted him. Tom Coughlin said, "We got you to score touchdowns," mm-hmm. and that's what he does. That's what he has. If for whatever else he hasn't been, he has been a guy who scored yeah. touchdowns. I th- I think he's got, what, 14 yeah. in two years? Which, considering he's played uh, about 20 games. Yeah. I, I, it's a pretty good ratio. Doing when you math. I'm not trying to shortchange, but I think it's 21 well, regular season games, right. 15 yeah. touchdowns. So he can do that. Um, again, I don't know that he's going to be missability guy inside the tackles. No. Uh, and if, if he is that, great. It's gravy. But if the team can accept that yep. and say, okay, how else can we get it? And then get the pa- – he is a guy, I think, who – if they could be a team that is that establishes the pass and gets things opened up, 
then he could be dangerous if he's not having to make somebody miss right at the line of scrimmage. In the 90s, there was a running back. You'll remember his name. Probably no one else who's watching will. You'll be like, who? Larry Centers. Remember mm-hmm. Larry? Yep. He who? was the first running back in the league. Did you just say, yep, you remember him? No, I said, yep, who? <laughs> exactly. Confirming. He, he was the first running back in league history to have 100 catches out of the backfield in back-to-back years. As a runner, he was just as average as average gets. But as a receiver, he had, and again, he wasn't a, a sleek weapon, but he was a guy that just he understood angles and leverage and how to get the most out of every catch. And so he was used very effectively by the Cardinals as a weapon. When I watch Leonard Fournette, I see the same guy who can he's got enough understanding of what he does well. The missability in, mm-hmm. in between the tackles goes away if he's that effective in the passing game. I think Fournette overall, for people who do remember Larry Sanders, I think Fournette can be a better hand the ball to him guy than Larry oh, Sanders. Yeah, no doubt. But I see your point. I'm just saying, game. I, I, I watch a guy and I don't want to get ridiculous and say, you know, this is a uh, uh, the kid in uh, Carolina. Christian uh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. No, he's not that. Mm-hmm. But Larry Sanders set league records mm-hmm. and this guy can be both. So All right. people we are come now Googling back. Larry who? How do you spell that? With yeah. a, a S or C? I'll be doing it on the break. Exactly. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have some ozone snapshot from the Teal Crew on Jaguars Drive Time. Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate. Serving up more. The O Zone. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time live at the Team Hotel in Baltimore, getting ready for day two of joint practice with the Ravens. And now it's time for some Ozone Snapshot. You ready, John? Oh, I, I was born ready. Yep, I know you were thinking of this, this all segment. morning. I missed the music. I never thought I'd say that, but yeah, it just, just kind of gets it going. Yeah. All right, Mason from Palm Bay. I asked back in May if the drafting of Josh Allen would impact the contract offered to Jan, and you said it wouldn't. It's kind of hard to believe that it isn't something muddying the waters. Well, this is sort of a two-pronged answer. I don't think it's impacted it yet because I think the Jaguars have offered what uh, to Unique Ngakwe what they believe is a fair offer. 
Uh, I don't think that that offer would be substantially different if they hadn't dropped if, if they hadn't drafted drafted if they hadn't uh, drafted uh, uh, Josh Allen because I think they have a certain amount that they want to pay right now. Now the NFL does not happen in a vacuum. As they go forward from this now, as it, if Unique does not sign a long-term deal before the season and you start seeing how Josh Allen plays and that starts moving forward by next season, it could muddy the waters in terms of, okay, we have this, now what are we going to pay this? Again, I don't think that it's changed it very much yet because I think right now they're talking about what do we need for the next couple of years. But as it goes forward, I think it will change. See, and I... I I said it in the last segment that it was a blessing for the Jaguars for mm-hmm. Josh Allen to mm-hmm. fall to them at seven, not just because of the kind of football player, but because they now aren't going to be held hostage right. by a pass rusher who weighs 235 pounds. You can't do that. And so for them, absolutely, Mason, you're right right now. The Jaguars don't have to go crazy. The leverage went all on their side of the line. They already had it because he's in the fourth year of his deal, because they have the franchise tag. But now they don't have to think, well, we're not going to have a pass rusher, and teams get panicked when they don't have pass rushers. But I think that panic would become a lot greater after this season. It, it wouldn't be panic now anyway because they're going you're to right. have him. Good to have him. They're, you're but, right. But it, but it doesn't. That he's on the roster muddies it up a lot it, as you go forward. It gives them so much more leverage, and I've said it before, don't make a market-setting contract with this guy. He is a fantastic pass rusher. But if you do that, the costs in the future, players you can't retain, <laughs> it gets ridiculous. I've seen the Jaguars do this before. Look back to well, – we won't even go there. Don't make that mistake. The Jaguars, when he was there, when Josh Allen was sitting there at number seven, they were given a gift of a player and a gift of a roster lever that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Now, here's my question. I'm not trying to stir drama, but I was reading on Twitter a couple of days ago, a fan tweeted out at Jan saying, why didn't you take the contract the Jaguars offered? And he tweeted back, don't believe everything you hear. What could that mean? Could that well, be a false report? Could that be the numbers aren't correct? The, the numbers right now, or the reports and the, the gist out there right now is that they were about a million apart. I'm sure that the number that's out there that the Jaguars offered is probably a little less the number out there that Jan would accept it is probably a little less than that. I think they're further apart on both ends than maybe was reported. Uh, or Structure matters, obviously, too. He wants guaranteed structure. money. Right. For sure, he wants guaranteed money. Um, it, it's worth noting that even though I wouldn't pay him because I don't fundamentally believe in paying just a pass rusher, especially not when I've got Josh Allen, who's a complete every downs pass rusher it doesn't mean someone shouldn't or someone won't Mm -hmm. someone that has more uh, flexibility with their salary cap i'm saying for the jaguar situation they shouldn't do it but someone else will someone else absolutely will and hey i'm i have no problem with him holding out to get what he thinks is fair i'm arguing be real careful with what you think is fair all right i'm being told that's the only ozone snapshot we have today I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but something is. So we come back. We'll play Ashlyn Ask without the whiteboards. We'll get it done on Jaguars Drive Time on the Digital Network. You hear, think do. 
Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. On your mark, get set, register today for the annual IOA Jaguars 5K Stadium Challenge on August 10th and take on TIAA Bank Field under the lights. Put in some work on the stadium ramps, sneak a peek at Daly's Place and the Dreamfinders Homes Flex Field and run through the stadium tunnels like a true champion. Finish strong and see yourself on the video boards. All participants receive one free beer at the Bud Light After Party. Proceeds benefit the Jaguars Foundation. Register today at firstplacesports.com. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back, Jags Drive Time Live in Baltimore in our dungeon of a suite. But we're in Baltimore, we promise, at the team hotel getting ready for day two of joint practice against the Ravens before the first preseason game on Thursday. And now it's time for some Ashlanettes. You call it a dungeon of a suite? I call it free suite. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to do it without the whiteboards, but I know it's going to upset John because he's really big on drawing with the dry erase, like his thing. I like to draw. I know. You're very talented at it. So let's get to it, and we'll just answer like normal people. What unit surprised you yesterday, good or bad? Well, I think Leonard Fournette uh, surprised me a little bit, not necessarily yesterday, in the big picture overall during training camp. I am a little surprised that the passing game receiving stuff looks as smooth and as in with him as it does. I think he's looked really good in it. Uh, I thought he looked better in red zone than he had so far, but that's probably because they hadn't run a lot of goal lines so far. He excels in that situation. Um, So maybe not a surprise, maybe not a great answer to this question, but I think he stood out and it – the fact that it appears that they are getting better and better and more comfortable with the package that can, that can make them effective, I thought was the story of the day yesterday. I'll take the negative side of it, the secondary, um, because I didn't think that the Jaguars' secondary would be challenged by Lamar Jackson. He's not an accomplished passer at this point. Mm-hmm. To talk to people yesterday and to read the stories from the first days of camp, he's a long way from being an NFL-caliber arm. Not that he can't get there, right? But he's not <laughs> accurate on the deep ball. He really only throws the 8 to 12 very well. Um, and I thought the Jaguar secondary made him look really good yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised by that. Let's clarify something on Lamar Jackson. Uh, my theory anyway is um, 8 to 12, 8 to 15 is about what he does. That's a little trickier to stop in practice when you're not hitting. The way you stop that sort of attack in games is to blast the receivers. You're not going to do that as much. So that becomes a little more comfortable if that's what you're running. So maybe a little bit of uh, benefit of the doubt for the Jaguars well, he secondary. Was, he was effective beyond that. What yeah. I'm saying is he looked really good in that, mm-hmm. 
But he he hit some downfield balls that I, I honestly, based on what I had heard, right. I didn't expect him to be able to. The secondary had a bad day. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey did not have a good practice. All right, right you're entitled. You're entitled not right. to have a good practice. I, they I didn't have a good practice. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah. Yeah. The look in Jalen's eyes, he walked off the field, said it'll be better yeah, today. today will be a better He'll be day. a featured performer today. Speaking briefly on the Ravens, I didn't really know much about Lamar Jackson, but I heard some negative things. And talking to the staff at the Ravens, especially the PR staff, they were just dumbfounded with how great of a person he is, how easy he is to deal with. And they were talking about the similarities of Foles, about the leadership. Mm-hmm. For a young guy to have, that's pretty impressive. So I'm excited to watch him play on Thursday. I, uh, I, I only know that when we were in Nashville for the draft, I heard horror stories yeah. about Lamar Jackson and his mother, mm-hmm. who was very controlling because they didn't. And, and I say that, and teams say horror stories. Uh, the Jacksons were trying to make sure that he was not drafted as anything other than a quarterback. Remember, there were teams that asked him to work yep. out as a wide receiver and you know an athlete, that whole thing. And they were absolutely dead set that was not going to happen. And you can understand why. Quarterbacks get paid, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy has physical attributes that make you say he will get paid someday. But he was a pain to deal with. You didn't talk to him unless his mother said, yes, you can talk to him. Well, personal experience. If you had your mother around all the time, you'd probably be in a bad mood. Too. <laughs> Good to hear that that's, that's, that's fair. not the story. All right. Ashlyn asks, number two, who, what individual you briefly mentioned needs to have a better day today? Well, I'll tee you up. Jalen Ramsey, obviously. Oh, I, that's right. too easy. Go sure. ahead and give him something else. And um, I'll, you take Jalen. I'll come with someone else. It, I'll go with secondary. You'd like to see them have a better day. I think they will. Uh, that's certainly an area that, uh, to keep it in perspective, I don't worry about that area long term. I'd be surprised if they're not better today. I'll go with the interior offensive line. Uh, Brandon Williams is probably the Ravens' best defensive lineman. He's a short, squat, quick. He's he's built a lot like da- uh, not Marcel Darius, mm-hmm. and and he gave them fits inside yesterday. Now he's a really good player. And he should give good players fits. I would like to see Norwell, Linder, and Can handle him better today in the one-on-one situations. All right. And finally, what matchup are you keeping an eye on? I'll keep an eye on the Jaguars receivers versus the uh, Ravens secondary because I still believe that that's the major story offensively for the Jaguars. You like what you've seen in the seven or eight days so far in camp. You want to see that continuing to be something you can count on. To me, Brian... If they go into the season and are better there than national people think, if they're as good as they think they're becoming, then I think that changes the entire dynamic of what this it, offense can become. It sure does. Uh, talking to John Filippo in the spring, he didn't want to come up here and have to pound, pound, mm-hmm. pound. Mm-hmm. It got him fired in Minnesota. That's not his philosophy. He wants to spread things out. Remember, the first two years with Fournette, when he was good or when he wasn't good, you have to credit him. He was facing eight-man mm-hmm. fronts and defenses that were all 11 loaded towards him. Yeah, if, exactly what And he's, he, he's a special player, okay? Don't know whether he's elite, don't know whether he's game-defining, but he's a guy with special, special attributes. That's probably the best way to say it. So from that perspective, if they can get the production from the receivers and open things up, you could have a snowball effect. They could go from being a little bit better to a lot better right. mm-hmm. in a hurry. Yeah. Um, two matchups that I'm watching. One is, and I'm all in on Josh Allen right now, so I'm watching him against Ronnie Stanley, the Ravens left tackle, who was a first-round pick from Notre Dame, who is long, um, big-bodied guy. He's built a little bit like Baselli uh, when you look at him. 
he's not the athlete that Baselli is, but it's a heck of a matchup for Josh. So if he comes out of here with some success against Ronnie Stanley, I think it gives him something that he can really build on. And the other, and this isn't a one-to-one all the time, Miles Jack and Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Ingram, remember the former Heisman Trophy yep. winner from Alabama, uh, came in free agency from New Orleans and had a pretty good day yesterday. And there were a couple of times where Miles either got caught up in the wash or didn't read the hole effectively and over-pursued, and Ingram made him pay for it. I'm going to watch that particular drill today to see that Miles reacts. All right. When we come back, some final thoughts on Jaguars drive time as we prepare for game one of the preseason on Thursday. You hear... Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. We're back for our final segment on Jags Drive Time Tuesday morning, live in Baltimore from the Team Hotel. Coming up, we're heading back to the practice facility. We're going to hear from head coach Doug Marone live at 1230. Some zone blitz coming up later on this afternoon and off the field with quarterback Nick Foles and then getting ready for Thursday. Game day, guys. Yeah, here we go. Pretty crazy that it's already here. Yeah, preseason week one. It sneaks up fast these days. Well, but here's the thing, and we we know this because we've done this, and, and you have for a couple of years now, too. We're a long way from the start of the regular season. <laughs> I mean, we are a full five weeks away from the start of this. I don't know how many days it is, but when you look at the other preseason and, and, and Labor Day week and leading up to it, there's a lot of work that has to get done. So a lot of times when you hear a coach say, we've got to get better. No, we've we got a chance to get better today. It's like, yeah, 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 it's coach talk enough. Uh, but in this case, in particular, when Doug is saying that, he really means it. There, there are a lot of guys. We could go through a checklist. Mm-hmm. You've got to get better at it at strong side backer without Quincy Williams until who knows when and tight end we got to get better here and here so Jeff Swain you got to step up today is a really valuable opportunity for this team to have a good day so that they can take it into the meeting rooms tonight hopefully it translates to the pregame field and the, uh, the, the preseason game on Thursday night and then back to Jacksonville for Saturday and Sunday's practice they have to get better we all have expectations of this team this year that they will be markedly better, that they'll be in competition in November and December. they got a long way to go to be ready for it. And the offensive line is is included in that. 
Um, I thought yesterday Brian Jawan Taylor worked more with the starters. That's a major story. We haven't even covered Than he had that. so far. And uh, so now I, th- I don't know that he'll start in the game. I don't know that, you know, but he's clearly going to be the starter. So now you've got four. And now the, uh, the clock Cam Robinson. or the watch will start on Cam Robinson, which I think will still happen uh, either before or after Philadelphia, right around that game. So yeah, we'll I would, yeah I, and we talked about this. And, and I thought that this coming off this week, depending on his progress, we, and Doug's going to update us mm-hmm. today maybe or tomorrow. Yeah, sometime this week. Yeah. Yeah. This week yeah. uh, I'll talk to Doug tomorrow night for the pregame production meeting for the broadcast. Um, I thought this is the, the opportune time to pull him off a pup and let him start practicing, even in a limited fashion. I, I heard him telling some friends, some former Alabama guys yesterday, that he was doing really well. That's a good sign. You know, his idea of really well and the training staff's idea of really well, you know, somewhere they've got to meet in the middle. But it was a good sign that he was so optimistic with former teammates. Well, as you say, there's still a month. Yeah, so of time. you get him back now, start working him back. So there's still, but it has to start relatively soon. Well, I mean, right. And just a reminder, the, the league did that study about when guys who are coming off of injuries mm-hmm. tend to re-injure them in training camp, and it's the first seven to ten days. And I don't know for sure, but I can't help but think that the Jaguars read that and said, no reason to yeah, speed it up. Yeah, you're going to go. wait another week. Uh, I do th- the the Jawan Taylor going into the starting lineup, he was there from the first snap yesterday, mm-hmm. worked with the ones, worked against the best pass rushers. Um, why, why not? Let's mm-hmm. go. He, I think, my opinion, mark it down right now, is your best offensive lineman. Uh, he is the most talented. Now, he may not be the most experienced. He's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most knowledgeable, he's not. But in terms of overall ability, he is the best you have right now. Cam Robinson, if he's healthy, I don't think he's quite the same player that, that Taylor is. I think Taylor is a guy who, even though they were drafted around the same spot, I just think Taylor's better. Which makes sense because for a time, Juwan Taylor was thought to be a top Had he player. been a left tackle... Instead of a right tackle, position value probably knocked him down more than how good he is at his position, if that makes any sense. I think he's sensational. So for a right tackle, he looks like he he fits the bill perfectly. And he has a long way to go, as Doug will tell us. But he's definitely not moving backward, and there's no more talks. Just put him in there. Let's go. Who's going to be your right tackle? Lock him down. He's your guy. Go. All right. We'll come back Thursday morning, game day morning on Drive Time here on the Jaguars Digital Network. We'll see you then.